Hello, friends, and welcome to a very special Masters edition of the Blockout Sports Pod. I am your host and moderator, Travis Carter. Over my right shoulder, as always, is the tune of the big fella country, Matt Kemp, and bellied up to the bar, a man who I did not have time to come up with a witty introduction for tonight because we are recording two podcasts in a row. The fabulous one, the golden boy, Freddie Benders. I, I can come up with one. A lefty who always shanks it to the right. <laughs> and that is true. And I can't wait to see that in person uh, down in Florida this week. Um, yeah, this is the week that uh, Jim Nance trades in his picture of toast for a picture of pimento cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, and uh, all that being out of the way, uh, this will publish uh, on Wednesday, uh, right before the Masters, and uh, it's one of my favorite weekends of the year. I know it's uh, Freddie and I have watched the final round of the Masters together for years and years and years. I know Tuna's into it, too. Um, there's just something about that tournament, something about the way it's presented on television, Something about the way the course looks, uh, the magical moments that we've all seen that uh, really brings people in, even not necessarily golf diehards, just people that enjoy big-time sporting events uh, always seem to, to be drawn to the Masters. And I wanted to, uh, I wanted to start this quick preview show off just by getting you guys uh, maybe a master's moment uh, that you guys remember, or one that that maybe initially drew you to this particular uh, tournament. And Tuna, I was curious to know what, what that might be for you. Uh, for me, I think it was easy. It was um, Tiger's first master's win. Um, him coming out and this was a guy what was he 21 years of age when he did it and uh his dad coming out and them hugging on the green together it was just neat seeing a, a kid like him come through that everybody talked about being this phenom and to step on that stage as a 22 or 21 year old man and um play to perfection and it basically kicked off the run of what tiger came to be known as the best golfer ever. And you could really see that uh, because not only did he win that tournament in 97, he won it in historic fashion. I yes. mean, he blew everybody out. And that Sunday, uh, if you ever get a chance, you can go on YouTube and watch any of these final round broadcasts. And I, you know, I'm a weirdo. I'm a geek when it comes to that kind of stuff. And I will go back and watch the entire broadcasts of some of these mm -hmm. classes. And that's one that I've watched a few different times. And uh, just to see not just the ascendance of Tiger Woods, but really the shift in the entire game of golf that that moment signified uh, is really something in the history of not just golf, but of professional sports well, in the yeah, United States. When I was younger – 
golf, I just kind of looked at it like on TV, like it was just old people that watched golf on TV, and it was a boring sport. And I was like, what are they doing? And when I was a kid, we belonged to that South Park Country Club out in, in Fairdale. Yep. And we'd go there and hang out, and, and I just remember these old, crusty old dudes just in there watching golf and talking about it. I'm like, how awful is that, that they're watching this? And there was something about the Tiger Woods experience that got youth involved into the game of golf. And just, I can't, just to look at the way that the game is now compared to what it was in the early 90s, it's just uncomparable. Like, the game has has approached new levels that we never thought would happen. Yeah. Right. There's just, and and saying that. It's became kind of the cool sport to like. And and there's something about the Masters that just, because it is the history and everything is, you know how you say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's almost like the Masters is the ultimate don't fix it. Right. And it's like, you know, Every, like, from the song that we heard at the beginning of the show to the quiet talking and the beautiful scenery and the fans that are so knowledgeable and so under control and the players love that about it. No, put it in the hole and all that. You know what I mean? Uh, Which we, I, you got to say, like, and I'm pretty sure all three of us appreciate that, but there's something about the Masters that separates that the where you don't get look, that. I love, right. yeah. I love the tournament in Phoenix. Yeah. Yes. Where, where everybody's going yes. crazy and mm-hmm. getting hammered at the at, at the uh at the yeah. amphitheater or the Ryder Cup that's wild. But or the U.S. Open, like right. yeah. But the Masters is just it chills you out. Mm-hmm. It t- seems like it takes longer. And the fact it's, that it's you know a major that's played at the same course for however many years. We know all the holes. We know all the holes. Like, God, can we get a golden tee uh, in Augusta, please? Please? <laughs> I, uh, I don't think Augusta would ever let that happen. Never. Uh, I bought, and I'm, I'm not a big video game guy, but uh, back when uh, Tiger Woods still had his EA Sports PGA Tour golf game, whatever, 2012, 2013, something mm-hmm. like that, they included Augusta on the game. I bought it specifically for that reason. Wow, I didn't know and that. And I played, I mean, I literally couldn't wait to get home with that video game because I said, man, I know this course and I know, and man, it was so cool because you could really see the elevation changes and the way that the greens are contoured and everything like that. But uh, Fred, what was the uh, what was the master's moment that maybe brought you uh, into uh, your love of the tournament or something that really sticks out to you? Well, I can remember this, uh, and I kind of had to think back on the actual what happened. I just, my grandmother, who was a, uh, she had a hole-in-one on a par three at West Palm Beach and stuff, and, and I wasn't in a golf, but when she, after my grandfather passed away, she started staying at uh, at, at all my dad's, at our house and at his brother's house and she would kind of hang out for you know three or four weeks with each one of us and i can remember her every time she was at our house on the weekend it was on golf it was on golf and uh 
I was like, oh, my God, I can't watch my sports because she's got it on golf. And then I would see find myself sitting on the couch like who's winning what da, 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 and just following on to it. And 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 she is really the one that got me into watching golf. And I can remember in 1989 that poor and, and I hate to be not a negative. It's just a negative moment in master's history. To where, where, like, Scott Hoke in 1989, uh, I was watching it with her, and he missed. Now, I'm looking back at it now, and I couldn't remember exactly. I don't know it that well, but I do remember watching it live on TV. When he missed that 24-inch putt uh, that would have uh, been a playoff over Nick Faldo, instead, he totally kind of i guess he i guess you could call that he shanked it uh but he was smoking cigarettes (laughs) and like and it was so weird to me i'm like man this guy's smoking cigarettes and he looks stressed out ben crenshaw comes to mind he chain smoked his way around that and and i can remember my grandmother talking about it and and man and i was and that's when i got the magnitude that man this tournament is huge you know it's not just the master don't take it for granted but i can remember it ain't I, and from that point on i feel like that my dad and i always had it on even if she wasn't there for each masters moving forward but that's kind of the moment that i remember so much and then of course on to great moments with phil and and tiger like when they're all following up the fairway and and things of that nature but but that was really the coolest uh that, that's when, what uh, really got Brooks me into Kepka it grabbed his girlfriend's butt that was that was a big <laughs> that was a big moment a tradition unlike any other too. <laughs> um, but down to the food like the pimento right. cheese all, all the all the food and the the signature things that they have that are like still what four dollars, you know, less than that, or I less think. than that. The yeah. beer or whatever you get is, uh, you know, my I, I my master's flag will be hanging from the capstone on Sunday. And you know, I would love to uh, sit here and tell everybody that because my favorite masters of all times is nineteen eighty six. But I have a vague recollection of watching that the final round on television. I've grown to love that tournament in the years following that, you know, by watching, like I said before, you can watch the entire final rounds on YouTube or whatever. And I, I will I will watch the final round of the 86 Masters almost every year uh, before the tournament starts. But my initial favorite masters moment was in 1992 that was the year i started really trying well it was the first time i ever picked up a golf club and i thought fred couples was the coolest dude ever and <laughs> we and a, he is we had a different perception of cool <laughs> no, he is a cool dude, man. Uh, uh, Freddie Couples is a cool dude. If you don't yeah. think Freddie, no, Couples I mean, is a cool I'm sure dude, he's cool, but like, I feel like there were some cooler dudes around the world of sports. I don't know. I I don't yeah. know if you know I, who I, he was married to back then uh, and what was going on uh, with him. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't. 
but he won the 92 Masters, and that, um, like, flipped a switch with me. And he hit that shot. I Was it on 12? I think it was on 12. He hit the shot that almost rolled back into the water, and it stopped on the on the bank. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, they show that back shot into a lot, the water. yeah. And he ends up winning the tournament, and then, you know, a funny thing about that is uh, just a few years later, I'm in college in 95, I believe it was 95, and that was when uh, Greg Norman was up big on Faldo going into the final day, and I remember... Uh, you know, we were at this, you know, a Sunday fun day college party. And I said, man, we should put the golf tournament on. And everyone was like, well, a golf tournament? Why would we put that golf tournament on? I said, Let, let's just put it on and see. I'm not kidding. By the end of that tournament, you know, the last eight holes, all these guys that were out in the front yard going, we don't care about golf. We were all in the living room of this apartment going crazy as Norman choked <laughs> choked, <laughs> yeah. choked another tournament away and Faldo won. And, I mean, I, I was completely hooked after 95, and I'm pretty sure I haven't missed a, uh, haven't missed a Sunday. Does it even then. rain there? <laughs> I don't think. They pay to get the rain moved. Dude, I think they pay to yeah, get the rain they, moved. They, yeah, they can control all that, man. I'm not, I don't know if I've ever seen yeah. it rain there. <laughs> it's just a. It's just a. It never rains on Jim Nance. <laughs> never once. It's or just Vern. A, it's just a different golf tournament. Uh, it's different every year. It feels different. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just I love it, and I've actually packed my uh masters green polo for florida i will be wearing that on the golf course down there in florida when we play wednesday uh one day before the masters kicks off i have I can't my play. green masters visor that <laughs> i will be wearing um and i mean those it, what's cool about it is that you know you could talk to a hundred different golf fans, and you're going to get a hundred different memories about stuff like that. It's what bucket list? It is bucket list. Yeah, and top dog. I can't wait to eventually go there and see the place in person. But it's just one of those things where everybody has a different year, has a different memory, and most and so much of it, like uh, Freddie was saying with his grandmother and so many people say, well, me and my dad watched, you know, the Sunday, uh, you know, watch the final round of the masters together every year. And, you know, it's just one of those sporting events that has that kind of cachet and has that kind of, uh, emotional weight that people's, People talk about it in almost reverential tones. And you can see it on the players' faces when they step on that course. Um, it doesn't matter if it's their first time playing there or their 15th time playing there. I think it means the same to them each time they step on it. And you can – I think the players' expressions and their mannerisms and the way that they are at that course 
it radiates to us watching it on television uh, to no where question. we can feel that the intensity like that. So I right. just down to the caddies. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're absolutely right. It's just it, it. There's just a different air. The caddies to it. where they're white. You got the par three. What about the dinner? Who doesn't want to go to that dinner? No, Scotty's got the menu going on this who year, man. Who doesn't want to go to – who doesn't Have we seen that menu yet? Dinner. I feel like I just looked at it. I have seen that menu, and and that's, that is something – and I, I'm glad you brought that up, Fred, because every year I look forward to seeing what the champion is going to serve for dinner. Like I can't imagine – there's any other sporting event in the world that that uh, that would garner that kind of interest in something like that. But every year I'm like, man, I, I wonder what, you know, Sergio is going to serve this year or whoever. And uh, Scheffler, I know he's doing ribeye steak. I've got it right here. I'll read right, it. Yeah, I'll read yeah, it yeah, out. Please do. It's um, cheeseburger sliders serve Scotty style. I have no Which, idea what Scotty style is. I have to imagine it's just like bland cheese and, oh. and bland and tastes really good. Cheese and mayonnaise <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> would be my guess. And then uh firecracker shrimp. Yep. Tortilla soup, Texas ribeye steak or blackened redfish mm. and warm chocolate chip skillet cookie. Oh, wow. No, man. Pretty uh, basic. Like, sh- like he is. Well, and so I, I expect the same menu at Freddie's house when I come there to watch Sunday Masters. Well, you will have some of the best uh, uh, pimento cheese you've ever had. I want I want black and red fish and skillet cookies. My thought when I when I heard that sliders Freddie style when I heard that menu was uh, that's either a uh, Masters Champions dinner or that's the Saturday night special at Applebee's. <laughs> it does. <laughs> you know, Firecracker a, shrimp. Yeah, they, they I mean, still, it kind of seems like They that. still claim that Matsuyama had one of the best dinners in a Well, long I couldn't time. pronounce how half the stuff that was on that menu. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. claim that. Uh, I mean, there's no question that the Masters dinner menu is always better when it's an international exactly. player. Exactly. I mean, th- there is no doubt about that. Was well, there been a Scottish guy win it yet? No. No. Well, that explains it because uh, Scottish cuisine is not the best. So, <laughs> goldfish, haggis. But uh, no, I'm, I I can't wait. Uh, I have a future bet uh, that I made a month ago on a player not very hot right now, but I got my future bet on Zalatoris to win about eight hundred bu- or six hundred bucks. I think he's played there consistently well, and I if you've listened to this over the course of the past couple of weeks, you know that Freddie and I are both on Will Zalatoris as a long shot. Not necessarily a long shot. He, he's you know probably got what the top twentieth or top tenth odds to win this right now um which is not really the best odds but i do really like him to finish in the top 10 on this um i actually have him on my thumbs down board do you because his back and man he he i i will not use the word in golf that you use for a guy that Oh, the one that, that I said last that, week that, that struggles with three and a half foot putts consistently, but man, when when it hits him, he is terrible. Now, I I will say this: 
I love the kid, and I hope he wins, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to bet him. I just feel like he's always played Augusta at a strong level, um, at least for the, what, the last four years? Yeah. The last three yeah. years? Yeah. So uh, I feel like he's due up there for, you know, what he's finished second here twice is that correct or i'm not sure on that but anyway he's played really well up here i really love him as a top 10 finish in this tournament but um and i hope you're right yeah um and obviously if if you're talking gambling you'd be stupid not to put any money on scotty scheffler i know the odds aren't great but you're not playing like favorites are favorites for a reason right um i'm not gonna get beat by scotty scheffler i'm gonna have a piece of scotty scheffler that's there's just He's playing too good a golf right now not to to be a part of that. And um I have 3 I have I have 3 as well. Yeah, yeah, let's let's get around to this. Well, I have 3 uh thumbs down uh that I'm that that I'm not going to bet. Uh, one is Zalatoris as we just talked about. Mm-hmm. One is another player that I really enjoy but who never really played well at Augusta and that's Victor Hovland. And then I'm going to include every player on the live tour that is playing. Thank God. And I, I am will putting, not be picking I am putting them on the thumbs down board. Uh, Fred, what do you like? Well, I have three players, and they're very different. Obviously, I have Zalatoris already down, and I'm going to give you three more. Um, uh, and... I obviously you all know my favorite golfers the kids Kevin Kisner I would love for him to get in there I'm just not quite sure but my number one pick is a player that's really been playing well I would love to see what his menu would be if he were to win I've always respected him and he is back to form and playing well uh, I'm not sure if the ma- what his master's finishes are and all that uh, but I'm going with Jason Day as uh, my uh, one of my picks, he played well in the uh, in the match play. Right, I just don't know. He's been playing well all year. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if if he Augusta top tens is right now? his is his gig. But he is. I would love to see him win a green jacket. Uh, I also have. Um, well, I have Zaltoris. We're not talking about Chevrolet. I, I also think that. Uh, Patrick Cantlay is another pick that I have a great putter. I'm not sure if he's true to form, but he is playing well, and he is up there uh, a lot uh, lately. You know, he's been, I guess, I don't know, and he's been higher up than JT and some of those guys um, that, that I can think of. And then my third pick is someone that always gets chosen and I'm not quite sure if he has the killer instinct just yet. He needs to get it, a la Nick Faldo or somebody, uh, obviously a la Tiger, but uh, is uh, Tony Finau. I'm, I'm looking He's one at of my choices. Tony Finau is due for a win in a major at some point. And he needs to get that. Mm, that Saturday, Saturday, he's got, it's not Sunday, it's Saturday. When he's in the top 10 and he's on Sunday, he's usually up there. It's Saturday is the day that really where he falters. 
And I feel like Saturday, if he could get the lead or be in the top two and up in those groups, that maybe on Sunday we could he could maybe get that killer instinct that he has not shown us yet. I agree. And uh, he is one of my picks. Uh, I also agree with Tuna. I've got Scotty Scheffler. I've got John Rahm. Shocker. I like I like uh, Max Homa to finish top ten. He's hot. Yeah, I'm with you on on Homa. It's it's kind of like um, that course fits him. My my thing with Homa is I like him so much as a person, and it, it's like it's hard for me to like not put him in my top five on right. a weekly basis. So right. I kind of get roped into that, and that's got me. I'm. I'm kind of going with Sanjay Eam on on this a little bit. I, I really ah, yeah. sushi. Well, that wasn't <laughs> politically correct. Um, <laughs> hey, I love sushi. Yeah, he likes hamburgers too. Um, also, uh, I'm going to say a thumbs down guy. Uh, I think has just been playing bad golf lately. Is Matt Fitzpatrick? Um, he came yes. on hot, and I don't yes. know what's going on with that guy. Um, He's and a weird dude. Yeah, anyway. yeah, he He's is. He's a weird dude. He is. Um, and then um, where are we at here? I got this. But yeah, though, I'm off on him, and um, I'm not gonna do it because you guys hate the live guys or live tour guys. So I'm just not even gonna bring it up. But uh, oh no, you should say it out loud for posterity in case it happens. Oh, you're going to take a live tour guy? Go I'm ahead, I'm not Tim. taking him, but, man, two of my favorite golfers are part of a live tour, and it, it, it kills me inside. And he's not going to win, so I'm not going to say Brooks Kepka, But Cameron, you love Kepka. Cameron Smith. Okay. I, I really like well, the Aussie, man. Putter. <laughs> yeah. My problem with those guys, and I'm kind of with you on the thumbs down on it, Travis, is they haven't played at this competition level Right, like these guys have I mean, week in and week played out. Played a four round tournament. No, let no. alone a major. Absolutely, it's insane. So, I'm sure they're they're probably peak physical, but there's just something about being in that moment that you have to build up to. You can't just take that much time off and stroll into it. So I don't know what their preparation process is or whatever, but I find it hard to put money on these guys. But I wouldn't be surprised if Cameron Smith did kind of jump up in there. Well, my pick to win the entire tournament after mm. we after I talked those, and again, this is probably coming from my heart even more than my head. But, uh, you know, uh, uh, this isn't going to come as a shock to a lot of people. But I'm picking Rory McIlroy to win the whole thing. And I think, man – what a awesome thing it would be for him to be in Butler Cabin on Sunday. And I wonder if Nance would ask him a question about, you know, do you feel good about just sticking it to all these dudes on the live tour? He probably wouldn't. Uh, but uh, I'm going to pick Rory to win the whole thing. I hear you. I like, and I didn't give you all thumbs down, player, but I'm gonna pick Patrick Reed. <laughs> <laughs> he may be disqualified after the uh, par three tournament. He's probably gonna like lift clean and place his ball. Or Freddie something. wins the thumbs down contest. <laughs> all right, you're serving at a restaurant, and there's two people sitting at a table. One table's Jim Nance, the other table's Patrick Reed. You got your choice of tables to go wait on. Which one are you going to? 
Nance, Nance. a thousand times out oh of a my thousand. Gosh, you guys chose poorly. A thousand times out of a and thousand. Are you talking breakfast or dinner? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a very important question. That's I'll tell you right. what. I'll tell you, Nance. Uh, if you make his his breakfast or his lunch or his dinner correctly, uh, is going to tip you tremendously. Here's what Patrick what, with Reed, a necktie. No, here's what Patrick Reed's going to do. Uh-huh. Patrick Reed's going to pull out one of his own hairs out of his head. Yeah, stick it in a salad, and after he eats the whole thing, say, "I'm not paying for this because I found a hair in my." Or salad. drop his fries uh-huh. under the table. And go. Did you charge me for fries? Either way, I'm spitting in both <laughs> their food before I take it to their table. <laughs> oh, God. Do you like Vern Lundquist? Is I Vern, love Vern. Hey, how, Vern can, how can anybody not Vern like Vern? Still, is he? I think last year was his last one, right? I think he's still going to be on. He's I think very he's still close be on to being. Oh, maybe he is going to be on 16. Okay. Della Vern. Have you ever in your life? Um, and That actually takes us almost perfectly. To the thirty minutes that we had talked about uh, uh, using for this master's preview, uh, this will drop on Wednesday, right before the tournament. We hope uh, everybody enjoys the masters. Uh, I hope that uh, it's a great tournament. It almost always is. I hope no live guys are on the leaderboard as they're coming down on Sunday. Uh, Tuna, Fred, you guys got any last thoughts about the Masters? Uh, none of the Masters, but I want to congratulate uh, Connecticut for their winning their national championship. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, Freddie? I'm hoping that UAB has won already because it's not on a TV. Well, that happened a week ago. What? Oh, I think he's talking about the... NIT. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it happened yeah, a week yeah, ago. Yeah. Yeah. Jelly Walker. No. Yeah. It happened, it a, happened week, a week ago. ago. Yeah. So, congratulations, for people, for UAB. people that are listening to this now. Oh. It happened a week ago. We just exploded his mind. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have nothing else to say <laughs> except I need a cocktail and some beach. <laughs> yeah. And I uh, can't wait to, uh, to be on the beach this week. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, can't wait for the Masters for the big fellow, the tuna, Country Matt Kemp, the fabulous one, Freddie Benders. This is Travis Carter saying, maybe, yes, sir!